the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Behave yourself. There's no, let me tell you something else too. There's no, no such thing as laying your religion down. You know what she meant for me? I'm going to lay my religion down. You know, but if you can lay that down, don't pick it up. It's saying you can lay it down, it's not worth picking up. Yeah, that's right. You did. You laid down religion because religion is not going to help you behave yourself. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ that helps you behave yourself. Behave yourself. We got friends in here today. Thank y'all for bringing these friends. When you go back home, behave yourself. Behave yourself. When you get to that party, behave yourself. I know Super Bowl is coming real soon. Behave yourself. Oh, by the way, I heard Super Bowl's on first Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see whose side you on. I'm not changing communion. I ain't moving it up. I ain't moving it back. I'm going to keep it just where it is because the world don't set the church's agenda. You press out how you eat your piece of piece and drink your cools. And yes, you ask a person three months later, what would the score? They can't even tell you. But this has eternal significance. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. We are in the wilderness, y'all. We're trying to get to 1604. We don't own this building anymore. And we don't need to act up in the wilderness. You don't need to have a divided allegiance while you're in the wilderness. Y'all say, oh, why he had, I wish that was absent today. (laughs) We're going to see the maturity of the church. Better use that technology called VCR and dare anybody to tell you the score. (laughs) Okay. Uh How do I glorify God with my speech? Number seven, profanity indicates a severe deficiency in your vocabulary. Ooh, you should not take the lost name in vain. 
Profanity is a, is a real indication of a severe deficiency in your vocabulary. Therefore, you need to expand your vocabulary to the glory of God. And all people can say is, is this four letter, and that four letter, and that and that. And they go back around to that again and hit that one more time. And you this and you so-and-so that. And I'm going to hook your so-and-so on that. And don't you mess with my so-and-so. I'm going to take your, oh, you limited. That's all you got? Is that all you got? That's a shame. I didn't know your, your mama didn't teach you that, I hope. You coming up, she'd have slapped your face. That's not, you got kids. Let me tell y'all something. These little three and four year old kids don't have no business cussing. And if they cuss, it's because somebody old is cussing. They wasn't born with that four letter in their mouth. Somebody saying it. And you laughing at it. Ooh, you hear what she said? <laughs> you laugh. Y'all laughing at this stuff. <clears throat> Live in your vocabulary. What new words you've learned this month already? What, what new word have you learned? When do you see a word you don't know and pull out a dictionary? You, you need to live with your dictionary. Some of y'all go over those words, don't, you know you don't know what it means. You can't even figure out what it means within the context of the, of the paragraphs. <laughs> and you just go on over. You know you don't know that word. Span your vocabulary. And then use it. All right. I'll go on to the next one. (laughs) How do I glorify God with my speech? Integrate the word of God in your daily conversation. Integrate the word of God in your daily conversation. You know what? The best way to improve your speech is through the word. This book here, it is a rich book. And it is a, I mean, you want to learn some words, get in the Bible. Amen. The Bible, I mean, it'll teach you some words. That, and when you integrate the word in your speech, your words then have power. Power. You ought to speak the word. The word ought to be integrated in your conversation. Number nine, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Let your speech be what? Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. In in other words, your your speech ought to be full of wisdom and grace and beauty. Your speech ought to be edifying. Your speech ought to be encouraging. Your speech ought to be, your people ought to gravitate to you because you have a way of ministering to them with your very words. You don't have to know them, but it's just the way you talk to them and the way you convey what you're saying to them. You're a builder of lives through your very words. Number 10, if you want to glorify, glorify God with your speech, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to control your mouth. You need to allow who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit to control what? You know the Holy Spirit to control your mouth. A whole lot of stuff I started saying, the Holy Spirit just caught me. Not just not that it was bad, it was just it wasn't time. Or maybe if I had said it right then, they would have choked on it. 
Maybe it's because of their level of maturity. It could be any number of things. Could a spirit tell you when to speak and a spirit tell you when to shut up? Sometimes silence is bliss. I mean, the spirit of God will help you honor God with your speech. If you listen to the spirit, you'll be surprised how you will put out a lot of fires, how you will be a peacemaker and not a peace breaker. Now, let me give you the consequences of taking God's name in vain. I just told you about how to glorify God with your speech. Let me give you the consequences of taking God's name in vain. The consequences of taking God's name in vain. Here are the consequences. Number one, a defiled mouth will drive a wedge in our relationship with God. A defiled mouth will drive a wedge in our relationship between us and God. You want a barrier between you and God? Let your mouth be out of control. And you will uh, break the fellowship, the communion. You'll damage it. You will put a, a void there, a separation, a barrier, so to speak. Your mouth inter- interrupt your relationship and your, uh, and your communion with God. And you don't want to do that. Number two, to misuse God's name short circuits God's power in our lives. You short circuit God's power in your life when you take the Lord's name in vain. Now, don't you want some power? Don't you want some dunamis? Don't you want some power? When you speak, you speak with power. When you speak, you impact. When you speak, you bless. If you're going to do those kinds of things, it has to be through the power of the Holy Ghost. And to misuse his name, you short circuit, you affect your anointing so that you will not be a blessing or make an impact. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Ten Commandments. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Thirdly, the third consequence of taking the Lord's name in vain, a person who misuses God's name will corrupt his own body. Now that's a big one. A person who misused God's name will corrupt his what? Body. Turn to James 3, 6. A person who misuses God's name will corrupt his own body. I mean, you want to corrupt your body, let your mouth go. Let your mouth go. Let your mouth have its way. And you will corrupt, not only do you corrupt your body, you corrupt folk all around you. James 3, 6, look what it says. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the what? It defiles what? The whole body. You listen, you mess up every, the, your whole body, your whole person. Your mouth defiles your character. Your mouth defiles your reputation. It, it, your disposition. Your mouth makes you look bad. Your mouth it, out of control will make you stinky. It is horrible what the mouth can do. I mean, the whole body. And look what it says. And sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. You know, Satan used your fire. The, Satan uses your mouth to bring out the fire of hell. 
You know, some stuff you say from your mouth can come straight from the pits of hell. Now that's deep. You know, there are folk who come to church with hell in them. That's why I preach so hard. I want to, the spirit preach it out of them. It literally preached the hell out of folk. They don't come in here tenderhearted and good and self-controlled and joy. I mean, you know why? They got too much other stuff in them. They got jealousy in them. That's of hell. Envy. Hell. Bitterness. Hell. Unforgiving spirit. That's hellish. Huh? Backbiting. Hellish. Gossip in them. Hellish. That has to be preached out of you. That's why some of y'all can't worship. You got too much stuff interfering with what God wants to do in your life. Won't y'all say amen? I mean, you, you defile anybody come in your place. You burn them up with your words. And you know what? There's an old saying that says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Now that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Some of you right now have low self-esteem because of what somebody said to you. Some of you now are hurting because of your very words. Some of you right now, you can't have sleep because what somebody said to you 20 years ago. I'm not talking about yesterday. Some of your mama said, your auntie, your grandma, your friend, you thought was your friend. And they said it and you never thought they could say such a thing. And you visually got healed, but it took a long time. And some of you are still yet to be healed. I mean, a stick, I mean, a stick can break a bone. That thing can get healed in a few weeks. But man, those words take a lifetime. And even then, even then, it defiles, y'all. It defiles. Um, Another thing we need to consider is this. Number four. Another consequence for taking the Lord's name in vain. The Christian who misuses God's name will be held accountable for every careless, unrepentant word in the day of judgment. Now, that's a big one. Did you get what I said? The Christian who misuses God's name will be held accountable for every careless, unrepentant word in the day of judgment. In the day of judgment. You say, where is that in the Bible? Well, it's in the text. Look what it says in verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now look at this last part. For the Lord will not hold him what? Guiltless. Huh. You're not going to be without guilt. Who takes his name in what? You know what that means? This means that all who use the Lord's name in vain will not be left unpunished. That's what that means. All who take his name in vain will not be left unpunished. If you don't repent of that, uh, ask God to wash it with the blood, God's going to hold you accountable at the judgment seat of Christ. And be mindful of this. When you use the Lord's name, say what you mean and mean what you say. Isaiah reverenced the name of the Lord by saying, In Isaiah 9, 6, turn there. In Isaiah 9, 6, we'll see how Isaiah reverenced the name of the Lord. When you use the Lord's name, say what you mean and mean what you what? Say. Isaiah reverenced the Lord's name in in saying in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, 
And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called. Look, look how he reverses his name. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God. His name shall be called the Everlasting Father. His name shall be called the Prince of Peace. In other words, his name is the embodiment of all these characteristics and demands our utmost reverence and respect. Now, when others mess with the Lord's name, we should be personally offended because of who Jesus is to us. Amen. Let me tell you something about it. Let me just break it down. When somebody mess with your mama, don't you get mad? My mama's sitting over there. You better not mess with her. Amen. They tell everybody, don't bother you. Don't mess with your, don't mess with mama. I mean, that, that's fighting words, isn't it? When they say your mama. <laughs> Come on here. Oh, you got to be in the spirit. You better be mature in the word. Mm-hmm. But oh, when they talk and offend and blaspheme the name of Jesus, you ought to take more offense than even when they mess with your mama. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Because he's the God who gave you mama. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying today? I mean, when they, when they mess with Jesus, they mess with you. Huh? You know, society, the movie industry, folk are saying all kind of stuff and you just going on and laughing and looking and don't even bother you and they talking about your daddy. They talking about this and they talking about your savior. What do you mean? When you talk about Jesus, I get upset because he's the source of my joy. Don't mess with Jesus because listen, all, all the joy I got comes from him. And then listen, you mess with him. I, I, I got to keep my joy. So don't mess with my Jesus. He's the source of my joy. I sing because I'm happy. You know, I preach because I'm happy. I, I do what I do because I'm happy. Don't mess with the foundation of my joy. You ought to take offense when they talk about the name of Jesus because he is my strength. That's right. I'm, when, when I'm weak, he's strong. Amen. He holds me in his arms, cradles me with his love. He strengthens me in the time of crises and trials. Don't mess with the source of my strength. Therefore, I take offense when you mess with the name of Jesus. Don't mess with my Jesus because he's my company keeper. Uh-uh, don't you disturb my best companion. You'll hear what I say. Don't disturb my best friend. You mess with Jesus, I'm going to fight for him. Uh-uh. Listen, don't you mess with him because I'm his representative. You mess with Jesus, you mess with me. Why you ought to take offense when they mess with the name of Jesus is because he's my leaning post. You ever go along the way and sometimes you get a little tired and you need somebody to lean on. Huh? I tell you what, don't lean on these folk right here. No, no, don't lean on Bush. Don't lean, don't lean on Jesse Jackson. Amen. They all let you down and mess up and shame. Don't, 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 don't lean. Don't lean on Michael Jordan. Don't lean. Don't lean. Don't lean on the Spurs. They ain't going nowhere. Don't lean. Don't lean. Don't lean. 
Don't lean. Watch what you're leaning on. Some of y'all falling because you're leaning on the wrong stuff. Oh, I'm feeling all right now. <laughs> Watch what you're leaning on. But I tell you what, Jesus, I like what grandma say. He's my leaning post. <laughs> you ought to take offense because you can lean on him. You lean on him. You ought to take offense because he's your doctor. He's the best doctor in the world. <laughs> Man can put it together, sew it together. The healing can't come till Jesus touch it. <laughs> Amen. You ever got up off the table because of Dr. Jesus? Who healed your flu? Doc, who healed that migraine headache? Amen. Who calms down those arthritic pains? Who helped you in that accident where you got muscle spasm now and settle them down all over again? Dr. Jesus. Don't mess with my doctor because I'm going to need him again. Amen. This body is breaking down. It's, it's got, there's a leak in this old building. <laughs> oh, it's leaking, y'all. It's leaking. It's leaking. It's leaking. It's leaking. It's leaking. It's leaking. There's a leak in this building. I'm packing up. I'm getting ready to go. But since I ain't there yet, I need the doctor who's never lost a patient. <laughs> Mm, don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him most of all because he's my salvation. We were saved by the name of Jesus. I, I was saved by him. I'm his child. He's my daddy. Don't talk about my daddy. Leave my daddy. My daddy's sitting over there, but I got a daddy that's over my daddy. I got a daddy that gave me my daddy. Don't mess with the daddy of all daddies. You talking about, I was an orphan, but let me tell you something. I know a God who can be your daddy. You say, I didn't know who my mama was. I tell you, he's a mother to the motherless. He's a sister to the sisterless, a brother to the brotherless. He'd be your mama and your daddy. He's all encompassing. Because Isaiah 55, 6 says, seek ye the Lord. While he may be found, call on him while he is near. I mean, if you mess with him, I don't have anybody else to call on. He, he's my savior. And I got to call on him. When I called on him, he saved me. Acts chapter 4, 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved except Jesus. I'm saved only through that name. And all roads don't lead to heaven. You're not going to heaven any kind of way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And the scripture says here, neither is there salvation in any other. Other. So don't mess with my Savior. Don't mess with my Savior because Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I remember when I called on him. And he saved me. You ever called on him? How many of you saved and know you're saved? I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. I cried, Lord, save me. And most of all, don't mess with him. Don't mess with that name because he's my resurrection. John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. And the life, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. There's resurrection in that name. That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. You go on. You talk about me. Hey, but leave my Jesus alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. go, go on. Go on. Just do whatever you're going to do. You can bury me, but I know one thing. I'm going to rise again. You know why I'm going to rise again? Because Jesus rose. And he's in me and I'm in him. And when the great getting up morning comes, I'm going to say, fare you well. I like what my old mentor, P.L. Williams, says. He says in that old saying, uh, I didn't come here. His grandma said, I didn't come here to stay always. I just come here to bid you a long goodbye. <laughs> life is so short until you, when you come in, you're already waving goodbye. You know, if life is like a vapor, you know, the vapor steam that comes out of that little teapot, it oozes up and all of a sudden it, it's gone. That's your life. So you know what? When you come in this world, you need to already be saying, tell you well. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Righteous is his name. Righteous is his name. Righteous is the name of the Lord. Holy is his name. That's why you don't take it in vain. Holy is his name. Holy is the name of the Lord. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. And may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.